So today I'm starting a series on the four horsemen. These are the four things that are most common in destroying trust-based relationships. Today we'll talk about contempt. Contempt in general puts a negative spin on all relationships. It creates a filter that anything, anything that's happening in the relationship goes through this filter of content. So I'll give you some examples of what contempt looks like in a romantic relationship. This counts for other relationships as well. So in a romantic relationship, contempt looks like, oh, my partner never does anything right. They always do everything wrong. They're not smart. They don't have any morals. They don't prioritize the kids or me. They don't care. They are characterizations about the person you're in relationship with. In a parent-child relationship, it looks at the kids and it says, from the parent, it would say, oh, the kid's just lazy. This kid's stupid. They, they just don't understand life. They don't appreciate me. They have no gratitude. It makes personal attacks against the child. Same thing for the parents. Um, contempt looks like, oh, you know what? My parents suck. They don't understand me. Those kind of things. In a friendship or business relationship, contempt can look like, oh, they just never try. Um, they don't care about me. You'll hear, actually for any of these, you'll hear the term narcissist thrown around. We can talk, I'll do a whole series on narcissism, the difference between narcissistic disorder and people who are just narcissistic at another time. But right now, it's just the insulting part and the demeaning part of looking at anybody you're in relationship with. So contempt is the opposite of how we start relationships. If you think about um, any relationship that starts, especially romantic ones, you have a whole bunch of good feelings about this person who you just met. Oh, they're so amazing. They're so interesting to listen to. Their job seems pretty cool. I can't wait to have another date with them. Uh, when you're talking about with your kids, when your kids are born, you don't have contempt for them. You eventually get contempt. Most people look at the kid. Oh, they're so beautiful. My baby is amazing. They're so cute. Oh, I love them so much. This is the first time I've had unconditional love. Sometimes you'll hear, hear people say. Um, and in business, I got this new job. It seems okay. We'll see how it goes. I'm really excited about this new opportunity. Eventually, my coworkers are complete idiots. Um, when you trust people, you don't have contempt for them because you're not looking at them through this lens of, well, basically you're demonizing them at some point. You are beginning to create a person that you can walk away from more easily. You have to understand that there's a spectrum from trust to contempt. You go all the way from a person not being able to do any wrong to a person being not able to do any right. So rage and malice are sort of active and um, passive versions of contempt. When you have contempt for a person and you rage against them, you are arguing with them. You might even come to physical conflicts with them. You only say negative things about them when you have contempt. You might not actually say anything to them, but everybody you talk to about them, it's just negative. 
So you might go two months without saying anything to people about your partner, but as soon as you do, the things are negative. You might not have anything to say about the person who's your friend, but as soon as you do, they're negative because you only mention them in contempt. So the remedies for contempt. For every one of these um, horsemen that I give you, I'm going to try to give you the things that through work can overturn contempt or reverse it. I don't want you to feel like these horsemen are things that mean that you are doomed. They are not. They are things that eventually, if you don't address them, they come to the point where they damage the trust in the relationship so much that you cannot come back from them. So appreciation and trust and respect are the opposites of contempt. And if you think about it, if you're busy keeping track of all the negative things that a person does, you stop remembering the good things about them. You can't see the things that they're even doing now that are positive. And frankly, sometimes people stop doing them because they don't feel appreciated. The Gottmans have a, um, a practice called small things often, which means expressing appreciation, gratitude, affection, and respect. There are many different ways to do this. It can be as simple as saying thank you. Um, I'm with my own partner. We'll say thank you for things that a lot of couples probably say, well, you know, that's your partner. They should just do that. You know, she's your wife. She should just do that. Um, but we say thank you for it because we try to get comfortable with the fact that it's okay to say thank you. A lot of us come from cultures where thank you is not a thing. So that might not work in your relationship, but if you can build in the thing of saying thank you and remember that saying thank you isn't just for your partner, it's so that you highlight and remember the good things that your partner is doing. There are other ways how to show respect, how you speak about your partner to other people. Are you speaking respectfully about them? Are you even speaking the golden rule? The golden rule is treat others as you would want to be treated. Are you speaking about your partner in a way, in, a, in the way that you would want them to speak about you? If you are not, that's at least the beginning. The further step actually in respect is speaking about them in ways that they would want to be spoken about. That is next level above and beyond golden rule. Um, as far as gratitude, gratitude includes reciprocity. And it doesn't mean I did this nice thing for you because you did the nice thing for me. But when you're doing nice things, you can show appreciation to your partner when they say, oh, thank you so much, babe. This is my favorite dinner, for example. And you say, well, you know, hon, you make my favorite dinner all the time. And I just want to make sure I take care of you as well as you take care of me. It's a way of showing that you respect them and a way that you appreciate the things that they do. Some people go as far as keeping a gratitude journal, not just about their partner, but about life in general, about their kids, about their work. And you can break these things into the relationships that you have. I find it very helpful for um, journaling also. The science behind this is that in order for these relationships to work, you need a five to one positive to negative interaction ratio in order for things to continue. If you think about them as deposits and withdrawals, for every negative interaction you have with someone you're in relationship with, in order for the contempt to not build to the point where it is terminal, you need five positive interactions. I hope this helps. Uh, if you 
or you and your partner need help working on this, this is what I do all the time. I'm trying to make this stuff more available to people who can't necessarily have time or resources to work with me as a coach. But for those of you who are interested, you can contact me and I'd be happy to work with you.